Try, Adapt, Learn. Welcome to the podcast where we share commentary and experiences including maintenance, DIY, and other random projects. Hey, welcome to our third podcast episode, which is meant to supplement and accompany the existing How to Convert from a Belt to a Chain Drive on a Motorcycle Harley-Davidson Sportster already posted on our YouTube channel. While that video is focused on process alone, this podcast will include commentary and context. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe now. So once again, we're back with the Harley Sportster 48. First and foremost, it's my opinion that there are strengths and compromises with both the belt and the chain drive. But the belt drive included with the drive chain is going to be the best suited for the stock motorcycle under normal riding conditions. Belt drives are known to be quieter, cleaner, and require less maintenance from the rider. The belt is strong enough for the horsepower and torque of the stock engine. The belt drive also includes the sprockets that were designed by the engineers to match the stock gear ratio of the drivetrain. Don't get me wrong, a drive chain setup does have its own benefits. Most chain sizes include a number of choices with a variety of building materials and quality levels. When properly maintained, chains are both strong and a part of a high-performance driveline. Also, the sprockets for chain drives may be changed to offer different gear ratios. So why would anybody want to convert from a belt to a chain? On this motorcycle, the choice was aesthetic. One of the many great things about Harley-Davidson is the ability to customize most of their models to your own personal style. The Sportster is a model having been in production as early as 1957. The 48 gets its name by using a small peanut fuel tank inspired by the 1948 style. Now this specific motorcycle still uses an air-cooled engine. So in addition to the 2-in-1 exhaust, the chain continued the retro look but more in line with the personal goals for the motorcycle. As an additional note, the parts were not weighed individually but the chain sprockets were lighter than the belt sprockets and the chain was heavier than the belt. Although the procedure required the removal of many parts, the process was straightforward as demonstrated on our how-to video. This was started by accessing the front sprocket which was preceded by the removal of the foot controls and the sprocket cover. Now to access the rear sprocket, the whole rear wheel had to be removed including the belt guards. With the rear wheel removed, the old belt could be taken out without damage. With all the parts removed, it also allowed access for both the new sprockets to be installed. Once everything was then reinstalled, the rear wheel could then be reinstalled. With all the parts removed, it allowed access for both new sprockets to be installed. Once the new sprockets were installed, the rear wheel could then be reinstalled with the chain fit. While looking back on the original video, I included footage of a correction on how to properly remove the rear axle with consideration to the clip. As mentioned in the video, I included it to show that we can all learn in the process for projects like these. Since then, mostly considering feedback from others, there's a few more things that I could have done better. First, I was asked why I was greasing a sealed bearing, and during that time, I couldn't really answer. But looking back on it, first and foremost, it was just going to be the internal ring to allow that rear axle to slide more easily. The grease on the cover was going to be for the mating surface of the spacer. Since most of that bearing cover was exposed anyway, it was kind of mostly just a waste of grease. Next, the rear axle should have been pushed more toward the front of the motorcycle to allow adjustment from the tensioning hardware at the end of the rear fork. This should have been done before making the final fit of the chain. Finally, as mentioned in comments and in person, the tensioning of the chain should have been with the rear wheel down on the ground and the primary rider sitting on the seat. 
Now, the reason for these suggestions is that both the suspension and the chain would have been tensioned the way it should when you're actually riding down the road. To this date, this is the video with the most views and comments. I'm glad that people are able to view it and also that it's an example for the goals of the channel in that sharing the video like this podcast is just the start of growing and learning together. If you haven't done so already, please take some time to subscribe and view some of the other videos on our channel and listen to some more of the podcasts. Comments and likes are very much welcomed. If you do have a comment about this specific podcast, there'll be a copy of it on our YouTube channel. If you made it this far, thank you for your support. Some of the next videos of the podcast will include a lot of oil changes, but I'll try to include commentary specific for each of those vehicles. So stick with us as we move forward together.